Hello, and welcome back to the Women's Soccer Podcast. It's been a while, but I'm your host, Liam Greco, and you know me better as LDG. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the new, well, new-ish, U.S. Women's National Team roster drop, and you will hear my takes on the roster, players I would like to have seen on it, players that maybe weren't ready yet, but I'd like to see on it in the future, and so much more. I'm so excited for this episode, so without further ado, let's get into it. Before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone to follow us here on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts, and on Instagram at the Women's Soccer Podcast with underscores in between each word. Thank you so much for helping the podcast grow, and thank you for sticking with us during our hiatus during the busy high school application project process. We appreciate you, and now I am so excited to give you what you've been waiting for, a new episode. Let's get right into it. This roster marks the beginning of a new era for the U.S. Women's National Team. After the past few years of trauma (laughs) and suffering for fans as they've watched their favorite team crumble in moments of pressure, this is a refreshing look for the new side with the new head coach of Emma Hayes and... It's just really exciting, and it's a new beginning for the U.S. Women's National Team, a new dawn, as Angel City fans may say. And I'm really excited to see this side go out on the pitch in December against the very talented Chinese team, who did quite well and were quite competitive at the Women's World Cup. This is a very new roster. There's a lot of changes, lots to go over, and new coach Emma Hayes obviously had input with Twyla Kilgore on this, who is the import interim coach and it's really exciting to see the you know ability that Emma Hayes has to change up the roster and you know make an impact on this USA team that was very flat-footed very boring to watch for a while and it was they were pretty um lazy in previous matches I think they really were not good on or off the ball and I think that even if they were winning in these friendlies it was not convincing and it was not the domination that we'd love to see from our U.S. team of victors that we've seen for the last 20 years. So let's talk about the goalkeeping position. Um, This is a little bit different. No Alyssa Nair. She was dropped from the roster. Kingsbury and Murphy have kept um, their places in this roster and we've brought in Jane Campbell. Jane Campbell was the goalkeeper of the year in the NWSL, had a fantastic season with the Houston Dash, and has been a player who's been overlooked for a while for the U.S. team, even after consistent performances for her National Women's Soccer League club, the Houston Dash. Campbell has always been almost outridden in this process by other goalkeepers, such as Ashlyn and Harris in that time who was taking spots in the past for at least the 2019 Women's World Cup for instance along with A.D. French and then of course the most recent starting goalkeeper for the U.S. side Alyssa Nair. Casey Murphy has been very promising in the matches we've seen her which is why I'm really really happy to see her back on the roster. She's a player that I've really wanted to continue to see and get to experience the brilliance that she has. I mean tall goalkeeping let's be honest it always helps. It's great to see her on there. I'm ecstatic for Jane Campbell to get an opportunity to come back. And as much as I love Aubrey Kingsbury, I wish that that third spot him giving up to a younger goalkeeper, such as Katie Lund. Lund, a similar profile to Casey Murphy, a tall, another tall goalkeeper, had an exceptional season for the Racing Louisville side that even though they didn't make the playoffs, Lund kept them in so many games. Um, and for a side that with a pretty weak defense, Katie Lund faced far too many shots and held her own so I think she deserved 
the nice nod for the U.S. team. I get it. It's the first camp um, with the new coach. It's a very unique situation due to the fact that Emma Hayes isn't actually the coach for this camp with interim manager Twyla Kilgore, but I think it's nice to see Campbell get the nod in the goalkeeping position and nice to see her abilities along with Twyla Kilgore's abilities to rotate. Like the goalkeeping union of the U.S. Women's National Team, the defensive line really didn't see as many changes as I think a lot of fans would have liked. The defense of the U.S. Women's National Team, which was very stagnant, horrific on the ball at the Women's World Cup, and really struggled to maintain the possession or control in those friendlies against Colombia, unfortunately for many fans in their eyes, did not see nearly enough changes that would have boosted the morale of the fans. However, a bright news seeing Abby Dahlkemper, a great defender out of possession, come back from her back injury after returning to the wave. Dahlkemper is now also returning to the U.S. Women's National Team. An encouraging sign for all as Dahlkemper's ability to play long balls out of the back was a quintessential aspect of the U.S. Women's National Team's build-up ability at the 2019 Women's World Cup. And whenever Dahlkemper's in the field, you sense that the midfielders are allowed to be more free-roaming and it allows players like her to get into the box and not have to be on the ball as much and be able to use their aerial prowess to score and contribute to the side in goal-scoring ways. In the Women's World Cup this summer, we saw a centre-back pairing of Julie Ertz and Naomi Gurma. Ertz, who is very good at serving the ball, but has typically played more of a sixth role, was not adjusted to the centre-back role, and therefore the U.S. side, who, especially the back line, who looked inexperienced and, quite frankly, lacked any um, control in the matches. It'll be nice to see Abby Dahlkemper back in the reins. Um... Yeah, pretty similar call-ups in other situations. Tierney Davidson and Casey Kruger gets get another call-up, especially after making the World Cup. Not making the World Cup roster, nice to see them. And Mary Alice Vignola, another player who's played incredible club football for Angel City Football Club. It's nice to see her get some more repetitions with the U.S. side. Only one cap so far, but hopefully she'll get more chances to show what she's got on the field. Um, a few disappointments, though. Uh... I'm really sad to see Sam Staub not make this roster. I thought Staub played an incredible season for club, and I think it would have been nice to see different players get opportunities on the field, um, especially considering how well she played for the Spirit. I really enjoyed watching her play a great player out of possession, another lefty center back. I think that the U.S. doesn't necessarily have a lefty center back besides Davidson who's great at passing out of the back and I think that if you look at the center back pool right now Davidson's one of the best and only left-footed center backs and so not bringing in stab feels like a miss and a rudimentary mistake from Emma Hayes who has never coached internationally it'll be interesting to see how she adjusts there also I'm very disappointed that Kaylee Kurtz was not on this roster she had an incredible NWSL club season for the North Carolina Courage leading her defense into the playoffs the Courage a very sound team who was very good in possession hint hint something the U.S. women's national team seemingly cannot um contribute to Players like Alana Cook has really struggled on the U.S. team, and I'm not exactly the biggest fan of how she's played. I know she has a lot of talent, but I think it would have been nice to get to see some other players get a chance to show what they've got on the U.S. level, and I think that players like Staub and Kaylee Kurtz really could have gotten to contribute to this defense, which clearly needs to be shaken up. So I think that, you know, it's nice to get to see players come in, um, like Dahlkemper come back into the team and 
it's nice to see some players, veteran players, getting their true offseason break, like Dunn, O'Hara, and Sal or Bren not being called up to this roster. So, a bit of a younger backline, but from the host of the Women's Soccer Podcast, LDG, I would have liked to see more rotation there. Field, unlike the other lines of the pitch, was probably the most changed line, at least from the Women's World Cup. Only a few players from the Women's World Cup actually stayed on this roster, four to be in fact, to be exact. Um, Savannah Zamello, Lindsay Haran, Roosevelt, and Emily Sonic stay, keep their places from the roster. But a little bit of a newer midfield, no Andy Sullivan, which I think a lot of U.S. fans might be disappointed about. Great penalty kick taker. Seemed to have control of the ball, but again, nothing about the player, as Twyla Kilgore confirmed in her press conference. It was solely about giving opportunities to new faces, which will be seen here. Olivia Moultrie called up into the last camp, still has not yet received her first ever cap for the U.S. side. It'll be interesting to see if she, again, can find time on the field a very young midfielder you know someone who didn't necessarily have the age and experience of some of the other midfielders in the midfield pool but uh twyla kilgore opted to bring her in last camp nice to be see her again and hopefully get to see her actually on the pitch two new players got called up corbin albert Albert and Jenna Neiswanger. Jenna Neiswanger, a player who I've watched very closely, is a Gotham FC season ticket holder. I've loved seeing her in the left back position, but have constantly um, disagreed with the fact that she is not playing higher up the field. Her creativity and playmaking abilities are quite clear as she moves up the field, and it's nice to see her being listed as a midfielder for a change and being able to play in the natural 10 position where she fries most. Um, Corbin Albert is a player who's played in Europe. Um, one of the many young U.S. players who have flocked over t- across the pond to play in the Champions League. Albert has played for a PSG stride that's struggled so far in the Champions League. Albert, a player with a lot of promise, she opted out of Notre Dame to go play for PSG and start her professional career, similarly to the path of Lindsay Horan, who did the same exact thing, opting out of college to go to PSG. It'll be interesting to see how Albert adjusts to a, def- a definitely more different and more direct environment from PSG, who is very pass- passive in the back and really loves to keep control. It'll be nice to see if Albert gets any minutes along with the other mi- new young midfielders, and it'll be good to see if she can adjust to the side. Um, One player that I really think could have made the side with the skills and is ready for the team is Alex Luera. Luera played for the Kansas City Current now as a Bay FC player. It'll be interesting to see how Luera does next club season with Bay FC in a new expansion team. Never experienced one of those before. A young player, it'll be nice to see whether the new environment helps her or doesn't help her. I think the Bay FC clearly wants to build a, po- a possession-based style of football, which will benefit Luera's abilities, and it'll be interesting to see if she gets the nod for a call-up to the U.S. team because of her performances there. Another player who I'm disappointed that did not make it and is ready to make it is Jalen Howell. Howell battled injuries for the second half of the season, and it was evident when you're watching Raging Louisville's side. Um, It's just clear that Howell brings that possessive style of football that has become needed in the evolution of women's soccer that has developed styles of play, and I think Howell's ability to get a good first touch and turn the defenders is really fun to watch. And I think in the sixth position that has been so far dominated with U.S. players of strength and power, and it's been a position that has been rotated a lot with players like Sam Coffey getting the nod, who has definitely deserved it. 
Howell get that opportunity as it's something that really can't be replicated at the club level and being able to play for a country, getting in the mix is really important as a player who's constantly shown her talent at club level. It's kind of concerning to see the fact that she's kind of been omitted from so many squads even after playing such beautiful football in the NWSL and it's curious to see how other defend other defensive midfielders like Emily Sonnet are getting the nod over her. Um, and there's no diss in any shape or form to Emily Sonnet who had an incredible Women's World Cup and an incredible club season. It's just that Sonnet has, has over 80 appearances and Howell has not nearly as many and so it would have been nice to get to see a different player have an opportunity on the field and I think that opportunity was really missed and it's unfortunate to see that the last line of the field the forward line not too many rotations here but honestly can't really blame the head coach Twyla Kilgore for not making those changes the front line of the U.S. team has been so sound in previous matches it's been really fun getting to watch players like Mia Fischel and Jaden Shaw get their first caps um their first two caps rather in the last window for the side and I think it shows how players like Sean Fischel maybe should have been prioritized over Thompson in the Women's World Cup rotation players like Smith Williams and Rodman got the nod after being called up at the Women's World Cup have continuously shown their prowess no Alex Morgan which is um, not super surprising, I have to admit, uh, even as an Alex Morgan fan, I have have a lot of her jerseys, she's a, one of my favorite players, she hasn't exactly been forming in the best way for the US national team, she's been on a bit of a scoring drought, and I think this break and a little bit of a, you know, refresher for the team and giving new op- players opportunities, again, it's nothing against Morgan, it's more against, you know, we're playing an opponent like China where we should be able to experience new players and new combinations and from a coaching perspective it'll be nice to get to see players like Fischl and Shaw go back at it at the forward line after just having their first camp it'll be nice to see how they can continue the momentum a player like Ashley Hatch who was strangely admitted from the Women's World Cup as I vocally talked about in the podcast is excited and we are all excited to see her back on the roster a player who's shown her quality in the National Women's Soccer League even when her Washington Spirit side has struggled. She has not, and she's lifted them up in times where they've really not had the best performances, and I think that it's nice to see her get the nod. Midge Margaret Purse, a player who I've met multiple times, one of my favorites on Gotham. I can't pick one. Um, <laughs> it's so great to get to see her get called up after having an incredible postseason and really helping the team in the championship game with two assists, and I think that it's nice to see club play being recognized at the national team level. Um, I really like this forward line, so no real complaints about who got called up, although I have a few players who I think should be in the mix more in the future. Morgan Weaver has played incredible club football, and it has been perplexing to me to see players like Alyssa Thompson get favored over Weaver when Weaver has had subsequently much better performances on the club level, and I think that it's really frustrating for me, at least as a fan, to watch Weaver continue to ball out in the NWSL and not get respected internationally as she should. And I think that's really disappointing for me. Um, and I'd love to see that be fixed in future windows. Also, Messiah Bright and Bethany Balser, two young forwards who have had incredible seasons. Bright as a rookie who fell way too far in the draft. I remember as a fan watching it, I was like, who's going to take her? Who's going to take her? The pride got her as a steal. Um... I'm happy that Nyas Wonger won, but I think Bright, 
could have been a very good argument of someone who won. Um, really happy to see her thrive in the NWSL, but really wish that she would have gotten the opportunity to put on the U.S. crest for the first time. Um, Bethany Bolster is a player who got called up in that 2021 camp with Weaver and a bunch of other players against Australia, where we really went into rotation and got to see some young players play, but hasn't exactly gotten opportunities at the international level since. It'll be interesting to see with a very new OL Reign team next year with no Rapino and perhaps no Lavelle. Stay tuned to our free agent episodes to see my take on where Lavelle will be going. I think it'll be really interesting to see how Balser can adapt to not having the ability to rely on those big U.S. players and getting to, you know, show her own. I think she has done that, and she's been scoring, but I think she hasn't been respected by Laura Harvey enough and got in the minute she deserves as such a talented young player. Um, Yeah, I think the forward line, nice job. Love the selections. Just wish those three players would have been considered, especially over someone like Thompson, who has failed to produce at club or international level. Now that I've given you my takes on the roster itself and players that I think should be a part of the roster now, I want to focus on players who maybe aren't there yet, but I think could really make an impact in the future and are, you know, really talented young players who have great talents on their hands and I think could really be a part of the um, opportunity in the future. Fallon Joyce is a player who I think isn't getting the minutes of Manchester United to put her on the U.S. roster if she was still at the reign. I think she would have been considered as a player who I would have really wanted. Without those minutes, though, it's really hard to put her in there, but I think for her, as Mary Herbs does leave in the January window, it'll be hopefully an opportunity for Tolas Joyce to get a starting job at Man United, and then I think she could really be involved in the conversation. A few of the players that I think on the defensive side could really be part of the roster in the future, um, besides that are, I'm focusing more on the young side of things, um, players like Sarah Gordon clearly should have been on it, but I think that it's been frustrating how she's been admitted, but at the same time, this episode's more about, like, the younger players, so just want to preface that before talking more. Um, I think someone, like, uh, I really like how players, a player, Tatum Malazzo has played, although she really didn't exactly have the best defense around her I think she had a really great 2022 season and I think that she never got that call up and I think I'd love to see her get one now I think it's really good how she's been adapting and I think the Red Stars team had a much more promising end of the season than start to the season and how she really was part of that defense that was just really um fun to watch in the latter part of the season when and a very free-flowing Chicago Red Stars side that was really allowing their forwards to thrive. Malazzo was a player who could win 50-50 balls, win those 1v1 challenges, and also could help set up her attackers for success. Another player who I really have liked watching this season and someone who I really think has a super promising future for the U.S. team, this is a little bit more abstract, but Sam Hyatt of the All Range is someone who's really a great um, ball playing center back someone like an Abby Dahlkemper who has incredible distribution skills and I'd really like to see her in the future get a chance to show those skills on the U.S. side one last player that I want to pr- mention um and this is again a little abstract one Kato Fava I've I got to see her um in the last regular season game when she played Gotham FC and I was on the field side seating on the side of the field um where she was playing as a right back and so I was right in front of her the entire 
match, and of course, being in front of any professional soccer player is impressive, but something that really impressed me about Kate Salfava is her awareness, and her awareness on and off the ball, and the way she's always moving and opening up space, and I think sometimes the U.S. fullbacks just kind of just are there, and they're not exactly, like, moving a lot and to get on the ball and make their way out of pressure, granting the opposition to steal the ball. I think Delfava did a really good job of, she had very tough wingers that were guarding her, mind you, when Williams and Midge Purse were the two for the, the match. And I think she did a really good job of like opening up space for her midfielders like Lola Bonta. And I think that's something that the U.S. would love to see as um, we have very talented midfielders ourselves. And I think it would be really great to see a player like Kate Delvava sometime in the future, you know, get that call up. And I think she's really impressed me whenever I've seen her play. Um, moving on to the midfield, um, I would really like to see Lily Johannes get a call up in the future. I really liked watching her at Ajax this year, and they've had a very impressive Champions League um, route so far, winning at the Johan Cruyff Stadium earlier this year in the Champions League. I really like how she's um, like a very full player in a way. Um, like she's very dimensional and that she has a lot of abilities going forward and also moving backwards on the field and playing defense and she covers a lot of ground and it's just another you know young talent that we'll hopefully get to see on the future alexis missimo is another player in college she's really impressed me she's someone who's gotten the recognition from the youth national teams but i hope in the future she gets that same recognition from the main team um and the player who i've really liked and gotten to see front hand is yasmin ryan ryan a player who was undervalued at the Thorns, didn't get the minutes she deserved, and when she played, she crushed it. And I'm so happy for her that she got the opportunity to have a um, concrete and uh, crucial starting role that was consistent um, at Gotham FC this season, and she really showed her prowess as a finisher in the two amazing goals she scored part of the year, but also her ability to create chances, and I think that's something that I would really love to see on the U.S. team in the future. And this is my abstract one. Um, Michaela Clough is someone who just got the move to the Utah Royals from the Orlando Pride. The Pride didn't exactly play her a lot. She didn't get as many minutes as I think she would have liked. A player who was very promising and an incredible collegiate clear hasn't exactly lived up in the professional game yet with a lack of minutes and opportunities. And I think that in a new expansion team with the Utah Royals that is going to be most likely very young um, and with not as much, like, experience. Um, it'll be nice to get to see players like Clough get opportunities in the field, and stay tuned for a Utah and Bay FC episode. I'm sorry. I'll stop talking about future episodes. Um, Michaela Clough is someone who, yeah, is really um, a great 10, but also can play as an 8. I love watching her as a player who can really go towards goal and finish, but also someone who's willing to track back and, you know, make that tackle. Uh, last but definitely not least, the forward line. I talked about three players in Balser, Bright, and Weaver, who I want to see now, but there's plenty of other forwards who I think in the future are going to be amazing. Ayanka Gamero, on Ayanka Gamero, I'm going to try and pronounce that right, Ayanka Gamero is someone who just signed for Barcelona. She's can represent Nigeria or the U.S. Hopefully she chooses the U.S. because her technical abilities and her abilities to shoot from a long range of both foot are and incredible every time I've watched her play for the youth team or whether it's for um Barcelona B I think is what she's on um I think that the B yeah I think she's just really a good player on the ball and she loves taking on defenders 1v1 and I think Gamero has that creative ability that the U.S. team would really 
um, benefit from. Someone similar, Melanie Barcenas, someone who, um, a lefty midfielder slash attacker, a winger perhaps, someone who could really beat defenders in the wing with her creative flair and abilities and still very young. So a lot of time to develop and grow, but it'll be hopefully nice to get to see her play for the U.S. team in future. And one more player I'd like to bring up here. This is someone who I think really got the opportunity under Sean Nahas's free-flowing, possession-based courage side. Olivia Wingate is someone I really, really liked watching. She was super dynamic while down the wing, had so much pace, and she was so good beating defenders 1v1. And it'll be exciting to see where she finishes in the future, and hopefully that'll include a spot on the U.S. Women's National Team. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Women's Soccer Podcast. It was so fun getting back on the mic, you know, after a long time, long hiatus from recording, and I hope that you enjoyed, and I think that it's going to be really exciting to see this new U.S. team play in December, um, and I hope that you all enjoy watching this side, hopefully have much better performances. Thank you so much for tuning in again, and peace out from your host, LTG. See you soon. Bye!